one to Real Life, Real Equity with your host Justin and the lovely Keisha Brooks. Say hello everyone. Hey and welcome everybody. Our goal is to share with you real life examples of entrepreneurs who are winning in both life and business. As real estate investors, our mission is to model, educate, and inspire you to act by sharing easy to implement tools, ideas, and information to add more worth to your net worth, more cash to your cash flow, helping you achieve your goals in less time. And we'll do that right after this commercial break. Are you part of the club? The Real Equity Club is a group of like-minded individuals. The club's purpose is to help create more wealth for its members. The mission of the club, to help you increase your passive income and net worth. The club is completely free to you. When you join, you will receive the tools, providers, and ideas you need to create, grow, and maintain your wealth. So join the club now at realequityclub.com to gain access. Or send us an email to info at realequityclub.com. That's info at realequityclub.com equityclub.com. We want to see you succeed in business and in life. So go to the website at realequityclub.com and join now. All right. All right. Welcome to the show, everybody. Today, we have a very special guest for you. He is an attorney, real estate broker, real estate developer, investor, and syndicator. He got his start in the real estate industry with a large real estate development and syndication conglomerate. During his tenure with the company, he raised over $650 million of investment capital. He since transitioned and founded Edgewater Real Estate Company, a private investment syndication and development firm in November of 2016. Edgewater Real Estate Company was founded with a rebellious spirit and an abundance mentality to create and share lucrative private investment opportunities that are outside of the highly volatile Wall Street market. And she is an interior designer, small business owner, and social media influencer. Although her favorite jobs are being a mom and a wife, she lives out her passion through several creative outlets, providing advice and tips on home decor, organizing, interior designing, and making your house into a home while staying on a budget. She's transformed from corporate business saleswoman into creative DIY guru, a path always destined to be a part of her journey. Together, they form a dynamic duo, one heck of a team, and what we consider a power couple in the truest sense. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm round of applause for EJ and Kimber Sanson. So I read your story, EJ. Give us a little bit of background about your entrepreneurial background, how you got started, how you got to be where you are today. Give the audience a little bit more detail about who EJ Sanson is. Sure. I started out, I went to business school and then I went to law school. Um, and my thought process was that going to law school would help me in business and doing transactions. I always knew that I wanted to be in real estate and I, and I wanted to do deals. I just felt like that was in my blood. So I wanted to figure it out. So I started with business school, then on to law school. I figured I may have to go work for a law firm for a few years to get some experience, but ultimately I wanted to be in in-house counsel for a company and, and work in corporate law. I know the behind the scenes and doing deals as opposed to working cases and being in a courtroom. Hmm. And as luck would have it, or I don't so much believe in luck, but as, as God led me to my path, I found my way into a position as corporate counsel for a real estate development and syndication company. Right. Um, and at the time, I, I really didn't even know what a syndication was. I think I even had to Google it before my first interviews, but it, w it was definitely the, the right path for me. So I did that for about four and a half years. And then um, in late 
2016, early 2017, I started my own company, which is called Edgewater Real Estate Companies. My goal was to do development and investments. And really, I just wanted to do private investments that would create wealth for my family and for my investors. And I exchanged my time for money, and that just wasn't ideal for me. I wanted to break away from that. So I actually worked for that company for about four and a half years and actually ended up getting fired. You know, that's a whole nother story in and of itself. But when I got fired, it was, for me, it was either go back to work or start my own company, which is what I wanted to do. And I had already kind of started to do that. So I just went all in. Here we are two years later. That's awesome. And so Kimber, I read some of your story. You are kind of like a creative entrepreneur doing interior design. How did you get started in that? So I've always been really creative growing up. So I've carried that throughout my adult life. I really wanted to be able to help others transform their houses into homes on a budget. And so I worked in sales for um, the last five years and just didn't want to be chained to a desk. And I had no creative outlet. So I really wanted to shift into fulfilling my passion, but then also being able to help others. So thankfully with the power of social media, I was able to start there and, and grow my business on, on that platform. That's really good, especially when it comes to social media. I saw that you're like the influencer on there. You have a way of connecting with other people. And I know some people struggle with that. So is that something that seems like you have a niche for? Yeah, I mean, I've been blessed with just gaining a lot of those tools to be comfortable with relating to different types of people. My sales background helps with that, but just being able to connect with others who might not be similar to me, but have similar interests. So just being able to make that connection and be comfortable with others, I think has really helped me. Wow. So both of you all have went through what I would call a level of resilience that I think a lot of people can relate to. So give us a story that would help inspire our audience. I've read your story, EJ that we co-authored together, number one best-selling book, Resilience, Turning Your Setback Into a Comeback, and very powerful story. Give us a, a hint without giving us all the detail of how you all were able to, one, stay resilient in what would seem like an insurmountable task uh, like what you provide in your story. So I'm not going to steal your thunder. Go ahead. Without giving away the whole story, I had somewhat of a, a difficult upbringing. I was one of six children and more or less a single parent household. My mom raised us without father present. I persevered through that and got myself into a four-year university and then, like I said, on to law school um, and landed a great job, which for me, I thought that that was kind of like the end. You know, I had made it. I'm here. I'm, I'm living the American dream. But I got there and realized that it wasn't my dream. So then I began to kind of pivot and look at opportunities for myself. And as I had mentioned, I got fired from my job, which was a blessing in disguise. I say it in the book, sometimes when it feels like everything is falling apart, it's actually everything falling together. And we just have to follow the path and let it unfold. Lucky for me, I have a wonderful wife who is supportive. Some wives maybe would have said, no, go get another job. You know, we need your income. I was the primary provider for our family. But uh, she stood by me and supported my dreams and encouraged me to do it. And she's helped support our family during the time when I'm getting my business started. I, I didn't plan to start my business that way. It was just kind of I was thrown into it. Now, that's what I would recommend to anyone. I mean, you can't be 100% prepared for anything. Sometimes you just got to do it and let it happen. And as it unfolds, you just keep on taking those steps in the, in the direction that you feel is right. 
But, you know, what, what I want to make sure we highlight to our audience is you were really good at your job. You had raised $650 million. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So I was working for a development company. We did all new construction, multifamily housing. I closed a ton of deals while I was with that company. And I did raise and close over $650 million of private investment capital, primarily with institutional investors. So I was in the driver's seat of a, a pretty cool operation. And I learned a ton and that has definitely helped me in my path and my passion. Without those opportunities and that experience, I would not be where I am. So I'm happy that I had that experience. And ultimately, I'm happy that I got fired because had I not gotten fired, I probably wouldn't have had the courage to start my own company. Wow. Wow. And so Kimber, I can only imagine going through the whirlwind with him and trying to figure out, okay, how do we get back on our feet? How did you feel during that time? What type of steps did you take towards just supporting him? So in the beginning, it was was shocking, I think, for both of us because he was so successful and had been at that job for so long. So we were able to just um, lean on one another financially, but also just for that support and making sure that we were making the right decisions together every step of the way to get to our goals. Mm. That's really good. So you guys were in alignment then from the yes. from the start. Absolutely. Wow. You know, alignment and, and really being on the same page has everything to do with success, whether it be in your marriage, whether it be in your team, whether it be on in your company, alignment is everything. So it's really, really a very powerful tip that I want our audience to take away from that. Now, Tell us about when you realized, like EJ, I know, and Kimber too, when you knew that you were meant to be doing one real estate, like you mentioned that you wanted to do it when you were a little kid, but what was the trigger, one, EJ, and then two, Kimber, what was the trigger for you being the creative? I've seen some of your products and the creativity that comes from the products. I actually came home and told Keisha about it. So tell us about like, what was that trigger for you all? For me, like I said, I just knew that I wanted to be in real estate. A lot of my family and extended family are are in real estate. I can remember being a little kid thinking that I wanted to be a real estate developer. And I never would really say that because I think most people think that you have to have a ton of money to to be a real estate developer. And I didn't come from a ton of money. Nobody was going to hand me over a big business that I could just take over and start developing. So, you know, I, as a kid would say the traditional things that you say, oh, what do you want to be? I want to be a fireman or a police officer. But in the back of my mind, I was thinking that I wanted to be a real estate developer, but I didn't say that because a lot of times we're surrounded by small-minded people who will squash your dreams. So I let my path unfold and, and took action. I think that's really the most important thing. Yeah, I was in my late high school years and didn't really have a plan and I just started applying for colleges. I, I got in and was fortunate enough to go to a good school and then go on to law school. And then I interviewed and interviewed and interviewed uh, with different companies. And, and I didn't get many of the jobs that I applied for. And even the job that I did get, I had to pursue them pretty heavily in order to get that job. I interviewed several times and months went by. It was even after I had graduated from law school and was studying for the bar and I still didn't have a job. So I called and I just wouldn't leave it alone. And I I did get the job and I excelled at my job. And as soon as I got there, I knew I was like, this is my path. I want to be doing this. I mean, I was closing deals. I was raising money and it felt really good for a few years. But eventually I felt confined to the seat that I was in because I had already kind of started to dabble in that area of investments for myself. That's when I got fired. So I felt 
for me, it, that was kind of like my life defining moment when I knew that I needed to go all in on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said before, Kimber really supported me. And that kind of led to the innovation of Kimber's business because we started thinking of ways that we could make more money for our family. And Kimber is super creative and I'm pretty handy. So she would have ideas and I would help her implement those ideas. For me, I always knew that this is what I wanted to do. I just didn't know how to do it. So once my peers caught up with me and I was able to learn and research and go after it, um, that's when it really clicked for me. My product, the personalized book sets that I make, really came very naturally and by accident. And once I was able to share that with my followers on social media, it began to grow and really turned into such a blessing to provide us with an extra income to supplement what we lost during this time. So it's a really great journey. So you all seem really confident now. Was that always the case? Was there ever a time in your life where you all were not sure? And I don't mean like even within business, that's fine. Um, but like you, you have a, EJ, you have a way of uh, bringing about the confidence. And, and Kimber, you mentioned that you weren't sure about how you were going to get started in your business, but kind of putting the things together and doing the research kind of brought you to that place. But there's a level of, of confidence that I hear in you all that even from a personal standpoint, you don't always have. Mm-hmm. So you know, we can all be confident in business because we're running business. Even then, sometimes we're not. But you all have a personal level of confidence. Tell me about that. Personally, my confidence comes from my faith. Mm. That's probably the most important thing for me. We all worry. We're right. humans and we worry. We worry about the future. We worry about the unknown. And the reality is, is that you can't waste your time worrying about what may be. You just have to live in the present and trust that your path will unfold. And I think that's where my confidence comes from is just having the faith and a higher power to lead me in the right direction. Mm. Wow, that's really good. And what about you, Kimber? Yeah, so I think for me, it's similar. I think it comes from my core and just knowing that what's meant to be is going to happen. Um, But even in the beginning from my business, just I would be nervous about what people would say or what they would think. And I felt like I was going to be judged. And I think even starting my Instagram, my first photo had like 15 likes and they were like all my family members. So I had to push through those beginning stages and stay real and follow the course. And then eventually I would get to where I wanted to be just by taking those smaller steps to reach a bigger goal. Yeah. You have to be persistent for sure. And anything and everything that you're doing in order to be successful. I think that's something that we practice on a consistent basis, even when it seems like the business or the deal is not moving, you still have to stay at it. Um, So that's real good. And so before we move on, Kimber, I want you to give out your Instagram handle for our audience so that while they're listening, they can, you know, take a moment to check out what you got. Oh, thank you. It's Kimber Sansone Design on Instagram. Okay. Kimber Sansone Design. Spell that out for me. So it's K-I-M-B-E-R. Kimber, and then Sansone, S-A-N-S-O-N-E, design, D-E-S-I-G-N. All right. Thank you. Okay, so if you're not familiar with Kimber Sansone Design on Instagram, check it out. I have, and I've seen the products in real life. Um, So again, it was something that took me back. The creativity level is just, it's amazing. Moving on. So you all gave an excellent like piece of advice here. And we talked about this, one of our last podcast episodes about, you know, the, 
mental and even the spiritual side of your health and wellness. Mm-hmm. How important that is, you know, it's good to be physically physically fit. It's good to have a good nutrition, but sometimes uh, we overlook the mental and the spiritual side. So you all hit on that big time when you all talk about faith and driving from your core. Give our audience a tool or something that they can use as business owners, a golden nugget that you have found to be the thing that helped drive you to the next level. Yeah, I think that whatever it is, you have to find something that brings you peace of mind. That's the important thing. As a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you're kind of on your own. You don't have the support system of a big company behind you. You don't have a paycheck that's going to come in every two weeks. There's a lot of unknowns. Faith or or God may not be the answer for everybody. I don't think that there's a a one-size-fits-all, but my faith has been important to me, and it's helped me through it. I think for any one person, like I said, the most important thing is just find something that gives you peace of mind. Um, And so it it could be a a different thing for everybody, but ultimately, you just got to find that peace of mind so you can let go of the worry and trust the process. Mm, Yeah, that's that's good. good. So, Kimber, faith seems like the foundation of your household. So what would be your take on that also? What type of nugget would you give to our audience? Our faith is huge and really the foundation of what we do every day, and we owe our success to God. I think that in the beginning, for most people, they get overwhelmed because they're looking at the big picture, and I did the same thing. So I ended up taking the risk and setting small goals for myself that were more manageable in order to reach my bigger goals. So it's about being consistent and holding yourself accountable. So write down your goals and steps to get there and then follow that plan every single day. Do at least one of those things daily that will get you closer to your bigger goal that you set for yourself because if you tweet it as your hobby, you're going to get paid like it's a hobby. So just make sure it's your, you know, you're treating it as your business and setting those small goals first. That's really good. If you treat it like Mm -hmm. a hobby, it will be paid like a hobby. If you treat it like a business, it'll be paid like a business. I like that. So EJ and Kimber, you all obviously have had a level of success that a lot of people only dream of one in business, two uh, mentally. That's a big thing. I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, um, and one of the things that we always talk about is the mental toughness it takes to be a great entrepreneur. Give us a few action items that would help our entrepreneurs, our investors, the people who are trying to do better become entrepreneurs, become better business owners. Give us three things that they can do to improve their situation. Um, Three things that you've used. Obviously, faith is a huge one, but give them three things that they can do that right now to change or improve their business? Sure. Um, yeah, so first and foremost, like you said, would, would be faith. Um, secondly, I would, I would say um, your network. You've got to build your network. That's, that's so, so important. I mean, and in life, it's the same way. And I fell into that trap, and I call it a trap because it is a trap. It doesn't have to be all on you. You can rely on your faith and you can rely on your network. Even in some of my failures, the biggest takeaways were the relationships that I formed in those failures. Always treat people with respect, do business the right way, and it will repay you tenfold. Um, so, so grow your network and then also, you know, build, build your brand. One of my mentors, Russell Gray, always says, build your brand, build your network. You're always building your brand. You're always building your network. You only have one reputation. So treat other people with respect and they will do the same to you. And when, 
when times get tough, you can reach out to those individuals and they'll have your back. So I would say faith, network, and building your brand. So people recognize who you are and they can see your strengths. So then whenever they have problems, they come to you. You want to be a, somebody who can provide solutions and solve other people's problems as well. Um, and they'll do the same for you whenever you need a hand. That's good. That's huge. Because people are always watching, mm-hmm. watching what you're doing, how you're doing it, how you get along with others. It's a continual thing, especially because we have access to social media now. Yeah, we always have this saying, it takes a lifetime to build a reputation. It only takes a few minutes to actually ruin your reputation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. And so, Kimber, is there an additional nugget that you can give our audience that you use that has really worked for you, especially with the branding and Instagram? Because, again, that's something that some people are currently trying to build up. Yeah. So mine are definitely similar. So it's easy to get into a funk or feel like you're failing and just want to quit or give up. So just making sure you're pushing through those hard times and being consistent and holding yourself accountable. I would also... um, piggyback off of what EJ said and just have have a network, but have that one person, whether it's your best friend or a family member. For me, it's obviously my husband. Um, so just being able to vent or open up and really talk about your struggles and then mm-hmm. get some advice and words of encouragement for them, from them to make sure that you can keep going and, and just um, get back on track. I'd like to add to Kimber because Kimber doesn't give herself enough credit for what she's done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's been a little over a year she, since she started her Instagram um, and she's grown it to, I think, almost 10,000 followers now. Um, and that's really how she grew her business was on social media. Originally, it started and she was making uh, these customized book sets for friends and family and then posted a few on Instagram. And we've seen it happen on social media when she shares Um, or others share to their network on social media, Mm -hmm. we get a huge influx of orders. Um, So again, that kind of goes back to building your network, but even more so if you can do it on social media and you have a product or a business that can be benefited by that, I mean, grow it, grow it, grow it. You know, the direction that our world and our economy is heading in is social media based. I mean, Facebook, Instagram, Kimber has done it all organically, no paid advertising or anything. She just pumps it out to her network and business rolls in. Wow. Um, But how did you grow to almost 10,000 followers? I think that's going to be something of interest to our audience that I don't want to overlook. Yeah, absolutely. So in the beginning, I knew nothing. Like I said, my first photo had a couple of likes and they were all my family and friends. So um, it seemed like a huge task that I would ever get to 10,000 followers. So again, I just made sure to set those small goals with myself. And I, I listed out my top 10 goals that I wanted to do um, within my first year. And I just set them small. I wanted to get to 3000 by this time. And I wanted to get to 5000 by this time. And just by being real and authentic and being able to connect with others is huge. You obviously want to be active on there, whether you're posting daily, you're using all of your hashtags and you're showing the face behind the camera because people love to see who is behind those photos and be able to connect with them on a real level. So just very authentic and and being your, your true self. Wow. So, you know, no advertising, everybody, no advertising, went from 15 likes to (laughs) hundreds of likes Mm -hmm. and just being persistent and setting goals and following them daily. 
doing simple things every day that will create a compound effect will be the thing that gets you to your goal quicker than any get rich quick, you know, quick study course on social media, any of that. So, you know, as we wrap this up, tell us a little bit about Edgewater. One, give us an idea of what it is Edgewater does. Two, how our audience can benefit from what Edgewater does. Yeah, absolutely. So Edgewater Real Estate Companies is a full service real estate firm. We do it all and we'd like to partner with others. One of the things that we do is we create private investment opportunities. So we sponsor deals and make offerings where people can passively invest in real estate. And that's a great way for people to get started investing in real estate. Um, If they don't have the knowledge or skill sets to do it on their own, they can invest in other people's deals. Um, make a good return on their money and also learn a little bit along the way. So uh, if you do want to get started doing your own deals, the best way to get started is to hop in somebody else's deal that's been doing it. I mean, you kind of just learn the process that way. So that's one of the things that we do. And like I said, we're full service. So we do brokerage services. Like I said, I'm an attorney. So we we offer legal services. Uh, So we kind of just do it all. And um, we'd love to help real estate investors or prospective real estate investors achieve their goals. Our goal is to help people build wealth, uh, help our family build wealth, help your family build wealth so we can all be financially free. And with financial freedom comes freedom of time. I mean, I'm not really money driven, but I'm time driven. I wanted my time back. And that's why I started my business. Yeah, that's really good. That's the equity in it. The equity piece of it is that time factor. So How can people get more information about Edgewater? How do they connect with you, EJ? Yeah, well, I would say go to my website. It's www.edgewaterreco.com. So it's Edgewater Real Estate Company is the abbreviation, R-E-C-O. Wow, okay. So, you know, we talk a lot about real life and real equity, and that's what Keisha was just mentioning. You know, there's a lot of the real equities inside of the time freedom, uh, being able to do what you want to do, spending time with your family and friends. Kimber, you alluded to that earlier uh, when you were talking about spending more time with your family, having more time with your son. I mean, it, the family thing, there's a lot that comes into the real equity side of it. And there's an even larger amount that comes into the real life side of it. So, you know, we always are trying to highlight both the real life and the real equities uh, inside of the podcast and inside of everything that we do. You mentioned earlier that you thought in the beginning that you needed a whole lot of money to get started in real estate. I'm a big proponent of starting where you are and not despising small beginnings. So tell us a little bit about costs associated with getting started with Edgewater Real Estate Company and then some of the rookie mistakes that people make when getting started. Sure, yeah. So, you know, there, there are obviously monetary costs to getting started in business. Like I said, I didn't have a ton of money. All I had is what I had. So I think one of the things that you could do is get started with education and find yourself a mentor. Start somewhere. Um, Even if you don't know where to start, just start. Get involved and you can start with networking groups and that sort of thing and build off of other people's successes. So I took what little money that I had to get started and I just I just started putting together deals. I tied up property and and saw an end goal uh, that I wanted to get to. And I didn't have a ton of money to complete the deal, but I had enough money to start the deal. And I knew that if I created a deal that was valuable, then money would follow. Uh, Many people think that, you know, it's all just up, up, up and success. And that's not it. I mean, I've had lows. There's been plenty of lows. So you just got to take, keep on taking steps forward. There'll be some steps backwards, but 
and all those steps backwards, you, you learn something from it and you can build on it. Right. Take the good with the bad. Exactly. Um, we mentioned a lot in our podcast talking about education and network, specifically when it comes to education and reading. Um, there's a quote by Charlie Tremendous Jones. It's uh, five years from now, you become the sum total of the people you meet in the books you read. Mm-hmm. When I heard that, I thought, you know, five years from now, that's going to be forever. And then <laughs> you start growing older and you realize five years goes by so quickly. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that. That's really powerful. We want to ask Kimber as well, because you have some products and services that are really cool. We want to make sure that everybody has the opportunity to learn more about that. So I offer interior design and and decorating services, but right now I'm focused on growing my product line. So I created personalized and custom book sets that you can customize for your family if you want to add their names or a quote, a saying, anything um, seasonal, a verse, and you can customize those books and use them in your house as decor pieces and also give them as gifts. So they're affordable, but then a very unique product as well. So um, I think that they would be just a great gift or a great decor item for anyone's home. So we're going to make that available to our audience via our newsletter. So we'll have a link for you in the newsletter. If you haven't already seen it, check it out. You'll get a click on there. It'll, it'll take you right to Kimber's Instagram profile, show you the design she has uh, specifically. Do you have a website? So yeah, go to KimberSansone.com, K-I-M-B-E-R-S-A-N-S-O-N-E.com. Um, and that will route you to her Etsy page. Um, which is where her Etsy store is, and you can buy books that way. You know, in a few weeks, it may take you to her full webpage, but in the meantime, it'll take you to her Etsy shop. So before our audience thinks, oh man, she doesn't have a website, I want to make sure that we really make this clear. So for you all who are thinking you can't get started where you are, this is how entrepreneurs get started. It's not about the website. It's not about you know, having all the money in the world. It's about what Kimber's talking about, what EJ's talking about, creativity, having the belief in yourself, starting from where you are today, and then moving forward from there. Right. Using your resources to be resourceful is the key to your success. So I really applaud that. And I'm sure you're going to have an amazing website, which will only add to what you've already done. But I want to make sure that we say to our audience, it's not about getting the most beautiful website. Mm-hmm. It's about yeah. actually doing the work. Right. Yeah. Kimber started selling her books on buy, sell, trade websites and taking messages through Instagram. And I mean, she was she was writing orders down on a piece of paper. And, you know, me, <laughs> me being the process-oriented, linear thinking person that I am, I saw it. I'm like, man, if she's doing all of this that way, like, we could really grow this thing. So then we moved the store to Etsy. Etsy is a great platform. I mean, I was blown away by it. We put our listing up. I mean, it manages all the back end. You can see where the traffic is coming from. 95% of Kimber's traffic is coming from her Instagram. And Etsy shows us that. To add on to what Justin said, I mean, you just got to start. Um, just like I said, trust the unfolding. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, so we want to give you the opportunity to not only get access to Kimber's page, but EJ and I were a part of the number one best-selling book, Resilience, uh, Turning Your Setback into a Comeback. And for our audience, this will be the first time that we actually give away the free ebook. We're going to start with EJ. So everybody 
uh, will get a copy of the free ebook. This would be the almost like the inauguration, something like that. <laughs> so if you want to get a copy of that book, it's resilience at edgewaterrico.com. Email resilience at edgewaterreco.com to get a free copy of your book, Resilience Turning Your Setback into a Comeback. Now, we don't usually get the opportunity to give away two things on a podcast, but we have a dynamic duo. We don't have a common guest today, so we actually get the opportunity to give away two things. So uh, Kimber has so generously decided that if you follow her on Instagram, if you're listening to this post, follow on Instagram, you'll see the picture, the real life real equity picture that she posts on her Instagram, like it, comment on it, and she'll be entering you into a random drawing for a free book set. If you don't know what a free book set looks like, go on the Instagram page. You'll see what she's talking about, where she said you can, you can get your names put on there, Bible verses. I've seen them in person. They are very creative, very nice, high-quality products. Uh, again, go to her Instagram page, Kimber Sansone Design, and follow the real-life real equity picture that's posted, and you'll get entered into a drawing for a free book set. Awesome. We thank you so much for being with us today, EJ and Kimber. Is there any last words or quote that you want to leave our audience with? If your desire is strong enough and you're willing to do the work, it will happen for you. You just have to trust the process and let it unfold. That's good. That's good, yeah. Thank you so much for having us on. We really enjoyed it and appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to Real Life Real Equity Podcast. If you'd like more information on joining the Real Equity Club, visit the website at realequityclub.com. There, you will get access to the tools, providers, and ideas you need to create, grow, and maintain your wealth. Again, that's realequityclub.com. If you would like to ask the hosts a question or be exposed to our podcast audience, visit our website at realliferealequity.com and submit a request. Again, that's realliferealequity.com. Or send us an email at info at realliferealequity.com. Again, that's info at realliferealequity.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week right here on Real Life Real Equity Podcast.